Welcome to the Rich Coach Club, the podcast that teaches you how to build your dream coaching practice and how to significantly increase your income. If you're a coach and you're determined to start making more money, this show is for you. I'm Master Certified Life Coach Susan Hyatt, and I'm psyched for you to join me on this journey. Are you hiding something? When it comes to your coaching practice, are you in the closet? To be clear, I'm not necessarily talking about your sexual orientation or gender identity. I'm talking about anything you've been hiding. You might be hiding your personality, your opinions, your physical body, your voice, your struggles, your flaws, the things that make you human. Or maybe you've got an unusual talent a spiritual or psychic ability that you've been hiding because you worry people just won't get it. As a coach, there's probably something you've been hiding from the world, something you've been holding back, afraid to reveal, and you know what? It's time to come out, boo! Because when you do, big things happen for you, and that's what today's episode is all about. Here we go! We're talking about a segment that I call your two-minute pep talk. This is the part of the show where I share some motivation and encouragement to get your week started off right, and don't we all need it right now? (laughs) Earlier in this episode, I asked, are you hiding? Pretty much everyone on earth is hiding in some way or another, myself included. We all have areas where we are shining outrageously and areas where we are hiding a little bit or a lot. As a coach and entrepreneur, you might be hiding your physical body, never appearing on stage, avoiding being in videos or photos, avoiding scenarios where people actually see you. You might be hiding your struggle with depression or struggles with your marriage or parenting or anything else. Because you worry that nobody will hire you if they discover you're not a perfect human being. Or you might be hiding one of your biggest passions, like you tell people you're a business coach, but really secretly, you're all about astrology. You love blending astrology and business together, but you feel like you can't possibly say that. Because some of your corporate clients might think you're a cuckoo for Cocoa Pops, which I don't think because I love astrology. There are so many different versions of hiding. Hiding your body, hiding your opinions, hiding your talents. Hiding in busyness is another hot one. Keeping yourself so insanely booked up with busy work that you don't have time to focus on the big work that your heart really yearns to do. Hiding in busyness, ah, it's a form of self-protection. When you're so busy that you don't have time to take creative risks, don't have time to reach for a bigger goal, don't have time to stretch or try something new, well, then there's no way you can fail. That's the thing about hiding. It's always about protection. Hiding keeps you emotionally safe. Hiding also keeps you broke. (laughs) Why? Because hiding is exhausting. It takes a lot of energy to stuff down your personality, dilute your opinions, cover things up, and stay so frenetically busy. When you're exhausted, 
then you don't have time to do big things and make big money. And another reason why hiding keeps you broke is because hiding is boring. When you hide important parts of yourself, then your coaching practice, your business, your brand, it's pretty much bland and forgettable. Like sad, bland, non-fat cheese. I know it can be scary to come out of the closet and show the world who you really are, but I promise you, once you do this, that's when the clients and money and mentors and book deals and big opportunities and all the good things flow your way. I've seen this happen in my own business and with countless clients too. You want more newsletter subscribers, more readers, more fans? Come out of hiding. Start writing some real shit and tell some true stories. You want more client enrollments, sold out programs, and a wait list? More people who feel inspired to hire you? Come out of hiding. Be bold. Voice your opinions loud and clear. Be a leader instead of a watered-down follower. Coming out of hiding makes you rich, emotionally rich, and financially rich too. The less you hide, the more you will earn. The bigger impact you'll have on people's lives too. Remember this as you're writing your next newsletter, posting on social media, or creating your next coaching program. Come on out of hiding and you'll be rewarded in so many ways. Pep talk complete. Now we're moving into the part of the show where I give shout outs to you lovely people. Listeners, clients, all the wonderful people in my business community. And today, I've got a shout out for Nicole Tobin. So Nicole sent me a message inside the Rich Coach Club, and she said, thank you so much, Susan Hyatt. I have been loving listening to Rich Coach Club every morning on my commute. You get me laughing out loud saying, yes, queen, preach every episode. Keep doing you. I love those clapping emojis too, Nicole. (laughs) So thank you so much. That's my shout out for today. And hey, if you have something to say about this show, send an email to my team, support at shyatt.com. Post a five-star iTunes review about the show, whether it's on Apple or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and you might hear your name on a future episode. I love giving shout outs to people in my community. So holla at me. Thanks for the love. I love you right back. Hello, meet Dr. Alessandra Duke. Dr. Duke was actually the inspiration behind this whole episode. And our topic is coming out of hiding. Because once upon a time, Dr. Duke was scared to come out as a coach. She worried people wouldn't take her seriously or wouldn't think coaching was a real job. Well, she's way out now, way out. She's a coach and psychologist who works with entrepreneurs, corporate leaders, and other change makers who want to make the world a better place. She has a podcast called Brave and Well, and it's all about being brave and playing a bigger game while staying healthy and well. I love that. Y'all know I do because I totally share that mission. Hello, what's the point of achieving all kinds of business goals if you're burnout and feel like crap or wind up in the hospital with adrenal fatigue? Uh, That is not the goal. So 
One last fun fact about Dr. Duke is that she was featured as a therapist on MTV's Real World in season 20. All right. I got to go back and find that clip. We talk about it in this episode. (laughs) So get a cup of tea, get cozy, because you will love this beautiful conversation with Alessandra about business, wellness, courage, coming out and showing the world who you are. And of course, what makes her feel rich. Here we go. Dr. Alessandra Duke. Yay. Hello, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. This is like my own personal Christmas to be on your show. You know what? It is my personal Christmas because you clued me in that a five-star review that I read (laughs) on the show a couple of weeks ago, it had like a really cryptic handle. And I'm like, tell me who you are. Like, I don't know who this is. And you messaged me. You're like, it's me. It's me. Oh my gosh. I was so proud of myself because I was like, that's it. I'm giving her a five-star review. I love it. I'm sharing the love right now. And you know, she'll get to see that it's me and it'll be a nice hello. And I do not know how that name handle ended up on, on my account. What is that? So I loved that on the show, you were like, I got to know who you are. <laughs> I know because it was like obvious that we knew each other in real life. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, I think you're, wait, no, your handle was sky's the limit. Yes, but it was limit spelled L I M O T. Which right. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Once upon a time, one of my kids took over my iTunes account and they named it something bananas. And I <laughs> went to do the same thing. I went to leave a review or something and it was something like, it didn't look good. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm yes. happy to know that you are sky's the limit and the sky is the limit with you because hello, I learned something new about you in preparing for today's episode. And hello, you were on MTV's The Real World? What? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It was one of the most random things, but I am telling you, there was something, you know, I believe that we can manifest, right? And something I had thought about for years was I want to be a psychologist on a reality TV show. And even when I was in my doctoral training, I would tell my advisors this and they would just say, no, Alessandra, no. (laughs) Just please don't. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Right. And so years passed and I was living in Seattle and I had heard that the real world was coming back to Seattle season 20 for their kind of Seattle celebration. We're, we're coming back to our roots. And I knew they were around somewhere and setting up camp somewhere. So I had been thinking a ton about them, thinking a ton about how much I want to work with them. And then I got a call. Susan, out of nowhere, somebody left a message saying, you know, this is so-and-so from Real World Productions. We want to talk to you about working with our housemates. And I just felt like, what... The, you know, what is going on? And so I called them back and I thought, is this a prank? Does somebody know? Because everybody knew I wanted to be on a reality show in that way. Right. And it wasn't, it was for real. So I ended up doing it. We could only meet for one episode. So you can only find me on one episode. And it's actually a little hard to find in the interwebs, but I can dig it up for you. (laughs) But it was so fun. And it was so interesting, you know, sitting with the housemates, having a whole camera crew in there with me. But I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. 
I am always encouraging myself and everyone who listens to this show, you know, the first step is really being able to claim what it is that you want, mm-hmm. regardless of outside opinion, right? So all your advisors are like, no, and you're right. like, yes. <laughs> and so everybody knew, did you ever find out, did they ever tell you how they found you and why they chose you? Yeah. I mean, they found me on a, just on a website with a whole bunch of listings for, you know, psychologists and therapists in the area and out of, you know, for most therapists, if you look at their websites, they're not always the most hip, right? We're getting right. there. Right. We're getting there. But I really, I think that I stood out because I actually had this beautiful website, some pretty colors. I had great pictures. And so it kind of fit their vibe, you know? So they just went looking for somebody in the area, saw me, thought that I was cool, talked to me, thought I was double cool. <laughs> just went with it. <laughs> well, you are, you're triple cool. Uh-huh. Um, Thanks. And it's so, so awesome that you had that experience. And I definitely want to see this episode. We need to put a link to it in the show notes so that you can all have become new fans of Dr. Duke here. (laughs) Let me dig it up. It's so funny, the cuts too, because, you know, they cut down what you're saying. And I was like, good God, just please don't make me sound super stupid. (laughs) And it's not bad. You know, it's not bad. You can at least see how some of it went down. It's fun. Totally. So what is it outside of your real world experience? You help women in a variety of ways with life, with business. Something you're really proud of, I know, is called the brink. And let's just talk a little bit about how that is so important even right now, especially right now. Yeah. So, you know, my big mission for many, many years, I mean, you know, about 20 years now has been advocating for and supporting women. So I have been in some type of women's advocacy, you know, forever, you know, whether it's doing a women's studies degree or directing vagina monologues, I got to do that at one point, you know, or working at a, you know, a violence resource center or something like that. So when I became a psychologist, it was my major focus to be helping women to really move into a life that felt good and nourishing and authentic for them. And so now in identifying as a coach, I'm sort of, you know, I'm always holding that bigger picture of a woman's life, right? Looking at, you know, the past and how that has influenced her, how her family has influenced her throughout time, the messages that she's picked up, because I know from my own experience that there's so much that we can internalize that other people have said that really has nothing to do with us, but really can stunt the pursuit of our dreams. And so I work really closely with women on, you know, looking at the thoughts that they have, the things, the stories that they're telling themselves that are getting in their own way. I am blocking them from their greatest good. And I started the program called The Brink, where it's a monthly program. And they get, you know, a couple of group coaching sessions where they can bring in whatever they're thinking about, whatever is kind of getting in their way. We talk about all kinds of things, you know, relationships, career, owning a business, right? Mm -hmm. And really taking a look at what are the things that you're telling yourself? What are the ways that you're blocking your own good? And I love that program because I get to have a lot of 
fun. I get to teach and I create these super dope workbooks that I just <laughs> adore. You and I both love a good worksheet, oh, a good oh workbook, yes, a download. Oh, Susan, <laughs> when I just discovered you years ago, I was like, this is my lady. Like you just, I felt like we just love all of that same stuff because I think it's so important. Like we can do that personal work, but it can also be really gorgeous in the process. Yeah. And yeah. so that just really lights me up. And, you know, women in this particular group, I have just seen them just thrive and just, you know, really pivoting in their own businesses or totally transforming their relationships, you know, just with a tweak in how they're looking at it, you know, so it's been really amazing. So let's talk about your own overcoming. Oh, yes. Because you're helping people overcome a lot of big stuff. What do you think in the past even couple years has been the biggest thing you've had to overcome yourself to create this beautiful business and life you have? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when the sheer act of being in business for yourself is such a deep spiritual path, right? It just brings brings up all of your stuff, right? And it's like, I have been on and off in some kind of therapy or coaching, you know, for over 10, 15 years, right? I was always dedicated to my self-growth. And really it was like in owning a business and starting that, it's just like every ounce of self-doubt and every negative message I ever heard about, you know, not being enough or that I wasn't whatever it was, I wasn't smart enough or committed enough or skinny enough. Good God. You know, I'd mentioned something I would want to do when I was young and somebody would say, well, you know, you're not thin enough for that or something ridiculous. Right. And so a lot of those thoughts that I thought, okay, I've overcome that. I'm feeling great. All sort of, you know, would kind of crop up in my business as I'm trying something new. So it's been a lot of tending to that self doubt that pops up and really twisting that because that kind of self-doubt used to just totally tank me, you know, and I would all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, I'm depressed. And there'd be, you know, clinicians diagnosing me with depression, right? Oh, maybe you've got bipolar. Maybe you've got all this. And that is really real for some people, right? But what I was looking at for myself at the time was it was these thoughts that were taking me down and telling me every single day I wasn't good enough to do whatever it was I wanted to do. So it's really been practicing that awareness of, boy, what am I telling myself right now? What is the messaging that I'm giving myself right now? And you know, Susan, me being in on the six with you this year that I, you know, I mentioned all kinds of self-doubting stuff, right? But we then, all have self-doubt. Yes. Yep all have it, but then I'm out there doing something anyway, because I will not let that stop me. And I do feel like that is a big old voice of fear trying to keep me safe and trying to keep me playing small. And I have a refusal to do that anymore, right? I'm just not having it. I love that. I have a (laughs) refusal to not do that anymore. And honest to God, Correct. Like we all are human beings and have brains that operate very similarly in that we fear will, you know, issue negative impulses and tell us, uh, oh, you know, you're going to put yourself out there and this is going to happen and this is going to happen and they might say this and so and so did say this. And it's like, okay, and we're still going to be out here 
doing our thing. Yes, I'm still going to do it because even if, you know, and I'll go through that in my mind, like, okay, so what if somebody does say that? Okay. Like they say something negative and then what? And then what? And then what? Right. And I just kind of, but it's more befriending myself around that these days, instead of trying to tell myself, like, stop feeling that, or you're being dumb for feeling that, or you shouldn't worry about that. Or so-and-so is not worried about it. So why are you worried about it? Right. And it's like, okay, well, let me just face the reality that I am worried about that. And so how can I align with myself and be compassionate with myself in that and really take a look and ask, you know, like, okay, what's going on for you? What's the biggest fear, right? And ultimately in enough and then what? I'm always okay, right? So even if somebody is criticizing you, even if you can't make a sale, even if no one is responding to your emails, whatever it is that you're (laughs) trying to do, you're just speaking out into what I said to a friend the other day, speaking into like an empty cave, you know, is anybody listening, right? And even if that's the case, it's like, I know that there is at least one woman out there who I can positively impact and I want to help her. So yeah, out of my way. <laughs> and I just got like a Scooby-Doo episode visual of you like yelling into a cave and it echoing and like Thelma is in one of the cave tunnels and she's going to hear you and come running with her flashlight. <laughs> like, yeah, like bring it Thelma. <laughs> I mean, oh, listen, listen, you got to keep I know it feels like that sometimes. And we're recording this right now in the middle of the pandemic, which I have renamed the pandemic. But right, it can feel like that because people are Netflixing and binge eating and crying. And they may or may not be paying as close attention or they could be paying closer attention to what's happening. But it's like we got to keep showing up. We got to keep putting our voice out there. We got to keep making offers because you're right. If there's just one person, just one person that we can help, it's all worth it. Absolutely. And I think that that can be really hard to hang on to, you know, when you maybe are seeing other people where, okay, they've got a hundred people signing up for their product overnight, right? Or they've got all of these people showing up to a webinar. And so you see, okay, two people are interested in your program, right? Or one person. And it's easy to look at that and think like, okay, it's not working or I have failed in some way. Mm -hmm. And what I really encourage women to look at and myself is, whoa, but that one person, how wonderful is that one person that was there and showed up and was able to receive your assistance and support? How wonderful, right? Thank you. That one person. Absolutely. And listen, like, It doesn't really matter where you are in business. Those kinds of thoughts will happen because our minds can get really addicted to scarcity and fear and drama. And so you can be, you know, at any level in business and enjoy any level of success and something can happen where you're like, Oh my God, but look at so-and-so's, you know, whatever event turnout or webinar turnout or, you know, sales this month or whatever it might be. 
And it's just really easy, I think, for the human mind to want to focus on what's not happening the way we think it should. Absolutely. Right. And it takes like what you're saying, overcoming and dedication to really pivot towards what is working, what is wonderful, what is there to celebrate, right? About this one amazing person who's showing up and paying attention. Yes. And I do believe that, you know, in all of our challenges throughout life and especially in entrepreneurship, it's like every part of the journey is so important, right? So if we had a button we could choose to have overnight success, I'm sure some parts of that would be wonderful, but we'd also be missing out on these huge opportunities for growth at every single level right? Every single time we're trying something new, every single time we fail at something, every single time something doesn't go well, we're learning and we're growing and we would miss out on all of that. (laughs) I know maybe for some people they're like, good, (laughs) I want to miss out on that, right? But I do think that that's the good stuff, right? Like part of what helps me be a really effective coach for people is all of the shit I've been through and the ways that I have failed, not just based all on my successes, that would be boring for them to hear, right? Like here's all of the ways I always succeed in my life always. (laughs) (laughs) How boring, right? So I think it's like, we're all creating, we're all co-creating this magnificent story together. So if we can see these challenges and hurdles as that, I just think it can be so remarkable, right? And kind of get out of that hustle for worthiness or trying to prove that we're good enough and already operating from the premise of we're good enough just as we are. So what can we learn? How can we grow? It's so profound what you just said. And it's so true. I think about some of the opportunities I wished I'd had, like that you're saying I could snap my fingers and have a best-selling book or a, you know, a TV show or whatever it might be. And really early on when I became a coach, a TV producer reached out to me and they were looking to create a pilot of a life coaching reality show. And this happened twice to me when I was a new coach. And and so I went to New York and I actually filmed a pilot with a lovely group of producers and they were pitching it to networks and it didn't work out. And I was crushed. I was devastated Mm. because I was like just hanging everything on like, oh, this is my big break. And yeah, this is is going to be amazing and whatever, whatever. And then I think it might have been the next year or maybe the year after that. There was an agent from L.A. who wanted to represent me for similar reasons. And I went out to L.A. and we went to a bunch of different pitch meetings. She lined up a bunch of pitch meetings and actually remember when E entertainment was a big deal as a network, right? Mm -hmm. And I actually, we came up with a concept for a show and they, we got down to contracts about it. And she called me one day and said, okay, well, here's the thing. We're going to do it. But all of the clients that we're going to line up are actually going to be actors. Oh, and I was like, so we're going to pretend that I'm coaching people. I mean, it was just so like out of left field to me. And I backed out of it because I was like, I'm just not going to fake 
transformation. Like, no. And what was interesting about those two experiences, when I look back on it now, I was in no way, shape or form prepared (laughs) to have an entire reality show based on my coaching. Like, thank God that big break (laughs) did not happen because I couldn't have handled it. I couldn't handle it. Right. And so I think a lot of the time we think like you're saying like, oh, yes, give me, you know, those million followers and give me that New York Times bestselling book tour and all that stuff. And the thing is, is that if you are handed that stuff, it's just like lottery winners. They, most lottery winners end up worse off than before they won the lottery because they didn't have the money training or the money capacity to know what to do with that money. And it's the same with business. It's like, you've got to do the foundational piece and work through the muck of what you're saying, like dealing with crickets and dealing with like, what the hell am I even selling? You have to go through that stuff. You have to. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you really do because I think, you know, I think back, I've heard this quote, rejection is protection. (laughs) And I think about it all the time because I'm like, yes, there is sometimes like we think we've got the big idea of how things should go, but life, the universe, whatever you want to call it has a sort of that better plan for us. Right. And I think about, you know, similar to what you're talking about with the reality TV show, it's like, boy, if I had a million followers, overnight, that would have meant, you know, so much more criticism, right? And I've been growing my muscle over the last, you know, several years in dealing with online criticism. If I had, you know, hundreds of people a day saying some of these things to me that other people are receiving, I still needed to grow that part of myself, right? To get strong and to be able to handle that feedback and that criticism and to grow in my business and to grow in myself, right? So I think like sometimes we think that, yeah, that's the best plan. Obviously we need to have our own show immediately or a million followers, (laughs) right? I do think it's just all one big spiritual path, right? We're just kind of all evolving constantly. And so that's not what all of us need is that kind of instant level of, you know, fame or whatever it is. You don't want instant, you want to earn it and you want to build it so that you're prepared to manage it and thrive within it. I think a lot about, because I'm working on this bold program for girls And I think about such a big part of it is helping them curate and have boundaries around their social media experience. And I think about some of these young kids that are overnight TikTok sensations. You know, they've got hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok. For those of you who don't know, it's a social media platform that's newer. And, you know, none of those kids are really prepared for the avalanche of attention, you know, that's happening. And I think that what you're talking about, right? Like snarky comments, trolls, like all those things that come with being a woman in business online, you definitely want to, you know, have a group like you do with on the six, have a community, have some good mental hygiene, which is what you provide to your clients, of course, and just be prepared. Another thing that comes to mind in hearing you talk about this is I'm, as you know, obsessed with Peloton. (laughs) And (laughs) I was on a run on the Peloton tread yesterday. 
And what's hilarious about the tread and the runs on the Peloton tread is that they are liars. They will label a run like a fun run. And you get your ass in the middle of that run and you're like, oh, this oh. ain't no fun. <laughs> like <laughs> these hills. Uh, yeah, this was mislabeled and it was, it's good for me. But I did find a run and it was called an endurance run. And I'm like, oh, these are the more like, let's just maintain and have a nice run run. So I was on this endurance run and the trainer was like, hey, you may find this run boring. I did not. I appreciated it. But he was like giving people a pep talk who maybe wanted the more fun run experience. But he was like, hey, when I was in high school and on the track team, he said, here's what our schedule was like. He was like, in the fall, we would do outdoor speed drills. In the winter, we would do indoor training. In the spring, we would do like track. I can't even remember what he called it. He said, summertime, our coach would send us a training schedule of endurance runs. And we were supposed to get so many miles in a day to build up over the summer. And he mm -hmm. said, so in the fall, when we would come back and we would start our outdoor speed drills, he was like, you could always tell the people who didn't do the boring summertime endurance runs their speed wasn't happening because they didn't keep up that foundation. And so I thought about that with business that like, right, everybody wants to go right to the speed drills. They want to have yes. all these followers, all this money, all these clients. You're not going to do that unless you do the boring foundational stuff. And yes. some of that is dealing with this stuff we're talking about. Yes, it's so true. And I find for, you know, a lot of people that I'm working with, because I'm working with, you know, high achieving entrepreneurs, leaders, you know, these women who are doing some really kick-ass things is like, if you haven't done your own personal work and growth, you might find that like parts of your five-year-old self, right? Something that your dad told you where you think you're some loser or you think whatever, right? Is at the wheel or the bus of your own life too, right? And is making mm -hmm. all of the decisions for you. And so I do think that that like the personal growth, the, you know, in business, like keeping your mind clean, working through your kind of history, healing those old wounds, right? And paying attention, like being willing to fail and fall and yeah, learn. I find the same thing, Susan, where it's like, I get, you know, even in business mentorship that I offer, people are like, yeah, okay, just tell me what to do. Can you give me a list of all of the things, the things that I need to check to start my business and I'll just do it. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I can send you a checklist and you can get something started. But then there's all of this other behind the scenes growth that is really what makes you a compelling business owner. Right. Mm -hmm. I absolutely have had clients say to me, so are we just going to work on mindset? And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's what we're yes. doing. <laughs> yes, because I think it's like, what is more important than mindset or your own emotional health, right? When it's like that impacts literally everything you do. So when somebody comes to me and they say, you know, oh, my business isn't going well, or I want to focus on this other thing. So I'm going to cancel coaching sessions. I think, oh no, 
<laughs> do not do that to yourself because it is that mindset and it is that mental and emotional health that like helps your business be well, helps your relationships be well, you know, helps your relationship with yourself be well, your relationship with your body. And it's like, why would you not give yourself that? I totally agree. And I think that you're such a great role model in this way because you're able to help people really go deep while also keeping it fun. Speaking of which, is today <laughs> the day? Like, when are you doing? Alessandra is leading a hip hop class for my Bear Daily community because since everyone's stuck at home, we have all kinds of fitness classes going on inside there. Is it today? When is it? It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. And I'm so excited. You know, I taught hip hop classes throughout my, when I was in my doctorate and people just laugh at that now because they're like, oh, wait, you're a psychologist, but you teach hip hop? <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's so fun. So yeah, I'll be doing that tomorrow. And I'm so excited. And thank you. Yes, I think that it's like, I love to be able to, you know, meet people right where they're at and hold what's going on and hold the internal struggle. But I also I mean, in whether it's through my writing or through my teaching or through my coaching love to make it fun. Right? Because I think like, we need fun. We also need joy in our lives. We have to have, I mean, you know, my mantra, the more fun I have, the more money I make. So yes, I love that an imperative ingredient. So if people want to have some fun with you, mm -hmm. we're going to put all the info in the show notes, but where do you like to hang out the most? Where can people find you? Yeah. So they can head to, you know, Susan, I'm working on my social media presence. <laughs> So I am on Facebook. You can find me there. Search Alessandra Duke and I should come up. I also run an online group called Lady Bosses and I hang out there. I mean, I'm in that group every single day. So you can search that and you'll see me as the leader or admin. But really, you know, what is holding everything I do is my website and that is alessandraduke.com. And you can go there. You can learn about working with me. You can learn more about the Brink, that group coaching program that I mentioned earlier. And also I have a podcast right now called Brave and Well. So how do we be brave in our pursuits and well in the process? And people can Yay. find that on Apple Podcasts. Yay, Brave and Well. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you bringing some of that Brave and Wellness energy to Rich Coach Club. And I can't wait to dance with you tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> so excited. Thanks so much for having me, Susan. I have a challenge for you. Throughout this episode, we've been talking about hiding and how hiding hinders your business and your income. So here's your challenge. I want you to figure out, and I know you know the answer to this, so don't act like you don't, but I want you to figure out where you're hiding the most in your business, whether it has to do with hiding your body, what you look like, your opinions, your struggles, hiding in busyness, or something else. What are you hiding and where? Wherever you tend to hide the most, I challenge you to take one step out of the closet this week. Come out, come out. This can be a very tiny step at first, like posting a no makeup selfie online or sharing a piece of your story in a safe space. Start small if you want to, but little by little, keep coming out and eventually go bigger. 
You'll feel such relief and liberation when you do this. And I promise you, you'll build a stronger business, attract your dream clients, and make more money too. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Have a beautiful week. I look forward to watching all of y'all come out of hiding. Light up my Facebook feed with your coming out stories. I want to see brave steps and bold statements and shields dropping and realness 24-7. See you online and see you next week for another episode. Thank you for listening to Susan Hyatt's Rich Coach Club. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to shyatt.com forward slash cash where you'll find my brand new money magazine. Now listen, we designed this magazine to be entertaining, educational, and help you make serious bank. So you can download the magazine. There's a money quiz inside. There's an interview with one of my favorite clients who went from making no money and being served eviction papers to making over six figures in a very short amount of time. So the magazine includes that feature, lots of resources to help you do it, lots of resources about creating wealth and investing money. It's pretty robust, y'all. So head over to shyatt.com forward slash cash to get that magazine. And you'll also find a link to join my free Facebook community, especially for coaches called Rich Coach Club. So bring your coaching practice and your income to the next level at shyatt.com. S-H-Y-A-T-T dot com. See you next week.